Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. This podcast is an experiment in philosophical conversation, intended to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview creatives from all backgrounds and walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up your next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that looks like. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. All right, welcome my friends. You ready for a good one today? This one, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Today, I have Bucky Lassick. This guy is major. He's done amazing things in the skateboard world. He's into car racing. He's got a family. He is the man. He loves fishing also, uh, deep sea fishing. We talked about that a little bit after the podcast was done, but we didn't get to talk about it during the interview. But we got into some really cool stuff. Uh, We heard about his past, where he's from, Uh, how he came up in the whole world. We got to hear his perspectives on skateboarding and and car racing and life in general. And I feel like it came together really nicely. Uh, I do want to admit that I I said his name, his last name wrong in the beginning of the episode. And I feel kind of like a jackass about that. But we're all just learning lessons here. And by we, I mean, I'm learning a lot of lessons on this podcast experiment that I'm on. But um, I think that overall, other than that, it was a grand slam home run, especially the stuff that Bucky was saying. So, okay. So this is a teachable moment. We're going to hold off here for just one second. Now I talked about this concept with my buddy Sully on episode 42, this teachable moment thing. He was talking about it with parenting and here I'm kind of like parenting myself through this situation. So it wasn't a huge deal, but it is a teachable moment. Now, I said Bucky's name wrong. He's famous. It's not hard to find how to say say his name, let alone I could have asked him exactly how to say it. So, I mean, this guy's a big deal. He was in the X Games for 22 years competing, and he won 10 gold medals, 8 silver, and 2 bronze. That's huge. He was also on the Subaru Rally team. And he was a playable character on the first five Tony Hawk skating games. I remember playing and being him when I was younger. And uh, and he's had multiple appearances on MTV. This is not the type of name that I want to mess up. I want to get these things right in the future. And then deeper than that, like what what's in a name? Um, people's names are some of the words that they hear the most in their life. They are the most near and dear thing to them. So if you can get their name right, if you can remember it, if you can say it right, it really means a lot to people. It's a, it's a very personalizing element of our human culture. So I always like to take pride in getting people's names right. If I can do it, I want to. So I thought about editing it out uh, at the beginning of the podcast to say it right in the interview but that would pave over the opportunity for all of us to learn through this podcast interview format. Uh, This whole thing is an experiment in the art of podcasting, and we're shooting for the moon here, folks. We want to get better at it. So uh, that's what this is. 
Mistakes are a gift. They show you your weak spots. And if you accept them, you don't fight it, you don't resist, then you can learn from them and you can grow from them. So that's what this is. Uh, yeah. Again, I really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for, thanks for joining in on these conversations of creativity and, and growth and expansion and all this stuff. Being in the zone, that's what it's all about. That's why we're all here, right? On this planet, we're, we're here to like feel that excitement of being alive. And that's what these interviews are all about. So, yeah, I think we're ready. Uh, without further ado, Bucky Lassick. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos, on Art and Life. And today with me, I have a very distinguished guest. And I've said that before, but this man here is distinguished on a whole other level than anybody I've had on before. So I'm very excited to introduce Mr. Bucky Lasik. Bucky, thanks for being on the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. Definitely. So why don't we uh, start by you telling everybody your life story, who you are, where you're from, how you got to where you're at, and what you do. All right, so Bucky Lasik grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. I uh, grew up with the same, you know, my mom raised me by herself and uh, uh, moved down to Florida, lived on an island for a little, for a couple years. And around 11, about 10, 11 years old, I moved to North Carolina where my mom and stepfather raised me on a tugboat. And I lived in North Carolina for just under a year. And then uh, we moved back to Baltimore. And that's basically when I started skateboarding is when we moved back there. I was about 12 years old. And from there, I've just basically been skateboarding all my life and, and traveling the world. And that's from, I also, I picked up, I, I kind of got into car racing at a younger age. And then uh, I kind of honed my skills as a hobby and became a professional rallycross driver on oh, yeah. as, a, as a side hobby from skateboarding. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, okay, so then the last time we got to spend some time together, it was really cool. I got to have a nice conversation with you and your wife. And that mm -hmm. was when I really got to learn about your, um, the way that you came up in the skateboarding world, which I think is, is very different than a lot of other pro skateboarders. It seems like a lot of them are, are from Southern California in general or places that are more warm weather. So then you can like skate year round and, and you were learning in Baltimore where it was cold half the year. And, and like, so you had that challenge to overcome. Why don't you talk about yeah. that a little bit? Well, I'd say probably a majority of skaters are from California. Uh, there, are, there are a lot from outside of California that have dealt with the same kind of situations that I've dealt with. Uh, be, you know, not being from California, we do have the seasons, uh, we're, we're plagued with cold winters. And, you know, on my off time, I would go snowboarding with some friends, but I didn't particularly like the cold weather, you know? So yeah, we would travel to Philadelphia where there's like an indoor vert ramp called Cheapskates. We would meet up with some friends, drive two and a half hours to go skate vert, 
inverted uh, type of, of skating. That's the big half pipes, the ramps we call slang is just to call them vert. So yeah, we would just do that and just kind of hang out and every weekend we would drive around and, and skate these different parts. Hell yeah. And then when did you start having some success in the skateboard world? I think I, I kind of started finding it locally, like winning local skateboard contest and then picking up local skateboard sponsors like Skate Shop. So I would get all my, my decks and wheels and everything for either free or for a discount. I also started working at the skate shop, like helping, you know, put skateboards together and just selling skateboards. Uh, I don't know. From there, just kind of picked up better sponsors and started traveling. I got noticed by Pal Peralta, a skateboard company, when they came to do a demonstration. They were on tour and they skated my local ramp where where they kind of they were in awe that this little kid that just looked like a big old skateboard pad was was ripping and that's that's kind of where I got picked up by the big by the big uh Pal Peralta and from there it just kind of snowballed into other sponsors and I moved to California eventually yeah because that's where the, all the sponsors were based and that's that's probably where a lot of the action was at I'm assuming yeah well, that's where the magazines were. That's where all the sponsors were. So it was, it was either out, it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind. You know, here I am, this kid that's pretty decent at skateboarding, but I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. And if I wasn't at a contest or on, you know, on tour, then there was no social media back then. So it wasn't like I could update my status, you know? Yeah. Like nowadays. So it's, it, I had to get to California as much as possible. Yeah. And these days, I mean, because of social media, I'm sure people can just post stuff of them doing it. But without that, then you had to be in the place where it was all happening. Yeah. And then, so was it a big decision for you? Like, were you kind of like, was. and there had to be like a, a turning point, right? Of you like going on. Yeah, I was supposed to move to California when I was like 18, 19, and I just kind of backed out of it. Just it's kind of hard to move somewhere all by yourself, even though I was going to move in with some friends. But it was, you know, li living, leaving home, living at home with, you know, with my parents and stuff. It was just if I didn't really I wasn't home that much. So it was like to move to California made sense. But then again, it was like it was OK to just visit for a while and it was working. And then it, it became a time when I needed to be there full time. And finally, I think I was 23, I finally moved there, 23, 24. Hell yeah. And then do you, was your, like your rate of progression, did it just go way up from there? Yeah, it did. I was skating. I was skating the YMCA Encinitas vert ramp pretty much every day. Some some days I'd go there just by myself. And that year I won X Games for the first time. <laughs> yeah. So I moved to California. Well, basically, I got married, had a kid, moved to California all in the same year, wow. and won X Games. Wow. Yeah, it was a big year. big year. 
do you feel like that you know like stepping up into the the next level of your life getting married having a kid do you feel like that all helped your skateboarding did it like did it catalyze things that much more for you i think it put things in perspective a very focused perspective and kind of lit the fire that i needed to make this happen yeah yeah and it's sweet your wife I mean, I've only hung out with you guys a couple of times, but she seems uh, very supportive of your direction in life and like, you know, was, was all in with your moving there also. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we kind of grew up in, in the same area, uh, opposing high schools and uh, I should say neighboring high schools, not opposing, but, and then, uh, yeah, we're, we both needed to get out of the small town we were in yeah so okay so in terms of your skateboarding i mean everyone's got a different style how would you how would you define it and i'm sure that your style has probably evolved and changed through time oh gosh it's it's changed so much like when i look at me when i was younger oh my god it was like i was holding on to a prayer like no power just like sketchy looked like i was gonna fall at any moment now i, I feel like i've gotten some power and I would say my style is pretty diverse because of the era I grew up in. So I have these older tricks, but yet I'm kind of like, I kind of fell into the new generation of, of up and coming kids. So I kind of mix a little bit of old, a little bit of new, and I still hold true to my roots. And I think that's pretty much my style. Nice yeah nice and you i mean even skateboarding you're, you're on video games like i've been you on, as a skateboarder on a video game like, yeah we just have the we just have the tony hawk pro skater game the re, the re release so this guy here nice <laughs> I, I skate with tony a couple times a week oh yeah yeah do you guys ever just like trip out on your lives and how they have developed into what they are. <laughs> yeah, we have lots of stories. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I, I guess what I wanted to do is I want to get you kind of talking about the art of skateboarding and mm -hmm. just like what, what makes a good skateboarder? What are things that you really need to focus on? Like what really, what it takes to get into the art of skateboarding like what, what you know i guess this this is your field of expertise i just want you to kind of go off on yeah that. well to be a really good skateboarder i think the most important thing is to know how to fall and i think that's that's probably the one of the most important things that you learn and it's the first thing you learn you know it's you can't you don't you don't jump into skateboarding learning tricks like first try the first thing you do is learn how to fall and i think once you become good at that, which I was a really good, I was probably one of the best, you know? So I feel once, once you kind of master that art, you're not afraid to try anything because you know how to get out of it. So I would say a mixture between learning how to fall and then having a good kind of, uh, a good sense of, 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 of what you're really out there like are you are you trying to just learn tricks or do you care what the tricks look like it's kind of like 
okay, well, I can draw something, but it's not like, you know, I'm, do you want a stick figure, you know, or do you want some shading? Like, I think that's what it comes down to. Like, as far as skating goes, I think it's a matter of kind of, kind of who I looked up to, like, who do you look up to? Like what kind of style kind of influences you? So for me, it was Tony Hawk, Christian Asoy, Steve Caballero, Jeff Kendall, Chris Miller. Um, so I, I just kind of found myself kind of mimicking those guys and mixing in a little bit of my own flavor. And I think that's, that's pretty much the art form of skateboarding, just expressing yourself how you want to. And it's, it's, it's not a team sport, so you're free to do whatever you want. Yeah, totally. And then, <clears throat> I mean, learning how to fall back to that part, like, I would, I feel like a ton of that has to be your, your mental attitude and your mindset and yeah, your ability to deal with pain. Well, you don't, you're trying to stay away from pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what makes good skateboarders, you know, who they are. It's, it's the fact that they escape these things without getting hurt. Totally. Cause you're going fast. You're landing on concrete or wood or like there's no give. It's not snow. It's not water. Yeah. And it, it helps to kind of heal fast, you know, like the younger guys, like they heal a lot faster. And, you know, although I do have a little bit of Wolverine in me, I believe <laughs> I, uh, it's still, it takes, I guess it, there's a little bit of morning lag, I would say to my Wolverine-ness, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe by maybe by 11, 10 30, 11 AM, I start to come about. Is there, have you done any sort of like, um, cross training or any, anything that like helps with like the recovery time or like, you know, I don't know, jujitsu or anything like that. Is there. I, I've, I've been stretching. I, I do, what you would call yoga, but I've, I was actually doing yoga before yoga was yoga for me. Yeah. I was actually stretching. A, the big thing for me was stretching and being limber. And that's, that's kind of what I pay my, my longevity to how I'm able to do what I'm doing. You know, it's the workout regimen. I've done it. And with the mind, the mindset that I have, I was actually working out, like doing as many reps as I could of things. And then when it came time to skating, I was ripped, like fit, but I was just too tired, you know? So I kind of, I kind of, kind of, kind of eased off of the, the workout regimen. And now I just focus on injury and recovery. So yeah. if something's injured, I work it out, stretch it and get it back back up to pace but yeah not really working out too much lately i, I could still pump out some push-ups and stuff but <laughs> i think it's i think i get more into like planks and stuff rather than push-ups yeah totally well with skateboarding i'm sure and and car racing it's not about yeah. just like being this big huge strong dude being stronger doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna do anything better yeah I'd take being limber over being, over being like strong, not, not strong. Like it's not like I'm weak. It's just, yeah. The mass, the muscle mass I could do without. Totally. And so then 
talk a little bit about how um, your car racing evolved. Okay, so car racing, I basically, I used to do track days in, in Maryland. I would, when I lived in Baltimore, I used to go to Virginia and we'd go to Summit Point and I would do all the classes, you know, basically sit in a classroom in the morning and then you're pretty much driving all day long by yourself. You know, you just follow the guide guidelines of the track and instructors don't do anything bad. And I did that for a year or so in my personal car and then I moved to California and I got turned on to shifter karting. I don't know if any of you guys know Danny Way or have you heard of Danny Way? He jumped like the Great Wall of China and all that skateboarder. Okay. He had a, he had a shifter kart and he took me out one day and I was like, oh, this is it. This is, it's basically a, a Honda 125cc uh, two-stroke motor on a little go-kart with slick tires with a six-speed sequential and a clutch that you barely use best thing ever so i got into shifter karting got my got a went out got a shifter cart did it raced at um moran which is like an hour and a half towards beaumont went out there drove this track is probably the best i think it's pretty much the best track in southern california for sure but maybe even like along up and down the coast here in california and some of the fastest guys actually drove there. So I became friends with all these fast go-kart drivers. And I was going out there like every weekend, just basically putting the go-kart in my truck, driving out there and be like, hey, can you help me unload this? <laughs> like literally doing it by myself. I had the help of my buddy, Randy, who kind of lived in Palm Springs area. He would meet me there and he would help me wrench a little bit and kind of teach me the ways. So with that being said, I did go-karting for probably about two to three years. And with the skateboarding thing as being, you know, kind of like the celebrity in skateboarding, I was invited to do the Long Beach Grand Prix, which was the Toyota, the Toyota event. And they invited me to do the celebrity race. And I'm sure you've, you've heard of that one. No, no. But you haven't on. heard of it? Toyota Celebrity Race, so it's, it's- I don't know much about it's, anything. It's better, it's better than the actual race. It's where they invite all these celebrities out and they put them on the same racetrack as all the professional drivers, but they're, they're all in identical cars, whether, whether it's Celica's or, or uh, Scion at the time, the BRZ type of car, the E86. Basically, they're putting these, these celebrities in these race cars, coaching them, and then putting them in the race. And I mean, it's total chaos. Like George Lucas running into people like <laughs> uh, what, Will, William Shatner, like all these celebrities just, it's like a crash fest. <laughs> nice. So here, here I am this fast, you know, this, you know, I was honing my skills like driving Porsches and go-karts and stuff. I got invited to this race. So I, went and trained out at Willow Springs at the track where everyone goes. So I'm meeting everyone that I'm going to be racing with. I meet these instructors, Joe Kintartak and um, Danny McKeever. And they're, they're coaching me and we're, we're running, you know, we're going through the racing and they're like, holy shit, dude, you're fast. Like, they're like, you should, 
probably do this more often. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I, I dig it. Like I'm having fun, like woohoo. So I ended up being faster than all the instructors, won the race. <laughs> the, the instructors, uh, the two instructors mainly were Danny and Jokin. They were like, dude, you gotta do this more often. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'm just a skateboarder, but I love racing. So he's like, come out to Utah Miller, Miller Motorsports and come out to Miller Motorsports in Utah. They have a series, I run the track. So I was going out there, I was flying out there and jumping in these races. And it's basically, you get one practice day, you get qualifying, and then you have a race Saturday and Sunday. So I was doing that probably for a whole season. And I was literally killing it, like first or second place every race. And then from there, I went and got all my licenses. And then I started like talking to more teams and like getting ready to go racing in these Porsches with my buddy Jim Johnson, who runs Rebel Rock Racing. So I'm about to go race in these Porsches in Grand Am at the time. And then Travis Pastrana, who was racing rally, and Ken Locke was racing rally, all Subaru guys. My agents, the same as Ken Block, um, Travis Pastrana, Dave Mira, who were all in cars already. And here I am, like, I'm like, I'm still skating, like, full time. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Travis starts, he goes and jumps into NASCAR, which opened up a seat at Subaru. So my agent was like, do you want to go test rally, rally cross? And I was like, I'm kind of like a tarmac guy, you know, like I don't really drive on dirt that much. I have done some schools. So what I did was I, I went and visited this school, spent like a week or two driving rally, learning technique. And I actually went and tested for the seat and I got the seat. So from that point on, I've been basically strictly just this rally guy that just loves all wheel drive, like the, the sliding around and, and just finding speed through loose grip. Like, and I still race tarmac and everything. I still enjoy it, but it just opened up a whole new love I have for like racing on dirt. And that's where I am now. <laughs> I, raced, I raced for Subaru for four years and then uh, I'm still skating I, I, I don't really race that much anymore I'm starting to race next year um, might be starting my own team with uh, Rally Ready the driving school in Austin sweet so, and you just spent uh, like 12 days in Austin doing skateboarding and then connecting with them yeah, I went out to Houston. We had a big event uh, right outside of Houston called Banger in the Hangar. It's, it's a private facility that has a big air. It's like a big almost type of airplane hangar type of setup with a vert ramp inside of it. Like <laughs> amazing, like so amazing. So did that for a few days with some friends. And then from there, I drove to Austin, hung out with my buddy Dave, who runs the rally school and just – I think it's like 30 minutes outside of Austin. Sweet. Yeah. Really That's sweet. awesome. I mean, it feels like <clears throat> feels like what you've done with the whole racing thing is just really like lean into it. Like one thing leads to another, which leads to another. And you just, you know, you obviously enjoy it and you just, mm -hmm. just go after it. Yeah, I'd say it's a it's a kind of like a hobby and a passion that I kind of found that 
you know, it, it kind of kept me fresh in skating, even though like in 2013, there was a full blown skate, you know, all X games had four events. Uh, you know, I was racing full time in rallycross. So basically I, if I wasn't jumping in a car, I was at a skate event from back to back events. And I ended up having one of the best years I had in my life. Uh, and I think that's probably because I was, I was focused and I wasn't burnt out, you know, like if I skate all year, I'm burnt out. Like that's why I started racing, you know, because I needed to get my mind away from it so that when I came back to it, it was fresh and it was something I wanted to do. And that's how skating and racing kind of played their part in keeping my sanity. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you have to have a balance in your life or else no matter how much you love something, it's going to get right. Well, I mean, that's, I think that's what drives people into like alcoholism and stuff like that is because they get so burnt out, even if it's something they love to do, whether it be art or, you know, skateboarding or playing guitar or music, you get burnt out, you know, you get bored with it and you get into other things where I had racing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, All right. So one question I've got for you since you're an expert in this is uh, like, how do you, how do you go about dealing with nerves? You know, like, let's say you're, you know, about to do a vert ramp at this thing where everybody in the whole world's watching, you know, Mm do you get butterflies still? Do you not get butterflies anymore? Is it like, what's, how's it go for you? I think it comes down to prep work. Um, with skating, I skate pretty much every day. So it's like, I used to try to come to every contest with something new. So I would do everything that leading up to this event, I would do everything as almost like in sync. I was very in sync. And I think that's, that's really, it really comes out in prep work. And then on top of being in sync, I would have this, this drive of like always wanting to bring something new. So it was kind of, it wasn't like I was ever caught backpedaling. I was always driven forward. So when a contest would come, it wasn't like, oh, contest. It was more like contest i'm gonna get i'm gonna get to try this i'm gonna get to challenge myself to try this so the only time it got stressful was like say you get three runs and i fall on my first two then it gets a little stressful but then again i was always known as the guy who would always come through so i would kind of take that pressure and i would run with it like Oh, you're going to make me do it on the last one. Okay. I see how it is. Like, okay, let's, let's put on a good show. So I'd go out there and I'd actually, the weight would be lifted off at that point. And I would just, it's kind of like showtime. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, like everyone's like, Oh, Bucky's got this pressure like on him. He's going to make it. Is he going to even qualify? Like he's still, he only has one run left. And I would take that pressure and I would kind of like run with it. So, yeah, there there was times when it it definitely would carry on my shoulders, though, you know, the stress or 
um, you know, not, not every ramp's the same. So I would have issues with certain things. Maybe the coping sticks out too much and I can't flip my board. It's like, I keep following the same trick every time. Like, what do I do? Well, sometimes I try something harder and if I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall on something harder. And at least in people's eyes, it's not like I fell on the same trick again. So there's ways out of the, the stress. It all depends on how you uh, look at it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, have, have you always been that sort of like a gamer? Like when the, when the tension, when the stress is high, then you yeah. come through, like even as a little kid? Uh, I was always looking for attention, being a single kid, you know, uh, no brothers, no sisters. I have half brothers and sisters now, but I think, I think it comes from always looking to get attention from my mom or whoever it be. So I was always kind of not, not necessarily the, the one that would always like get in trouble, but I would always maybe be the one instigating trouble, you know, or, or like, I was always down for the cause, like whether it was like something daring or to be funny, it would, I would, I would, yeah, fuck you, will do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. funny that you say that the attention thing, because I feel like the reason that I'm the artist that I am is because of that same like drive for wanting attention as a child. Mm -hmm. And then, yep. so then, I, you know, I got good feedback on the drawings I would do. And so then it made me want to do it more and more. The interesting thing was when I like had the like adult realization that like I do what I do for attention. Right. And, and then when it, when that realization hit me and then I was like, Oh, like I don't feel like I need that attention anymore. So then do I need the art? But then, and then there was this little like vacuum of time. And then from there I, I was like, no, I just love to make art. So then I started making art again from that space, which feels more centered. You had right. any, any self-realization stuff like that around your, your Oh yeah. I mean, I think now it's, it's definitely more for myself and, but yeah, I mean, that's where it all stems from. It stems from being a kid and just wanting this attention. Totally. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about being in the zone? I'm sure you get it in racing and skateboarding. I mean, racing, it seems like you might be able to be in the zone for longer periods of time. Because skateboarding yeah. seems like it's like quick, like, okay, you go for three minutes or whatever. And then, yeah, skating can kind of, you get in the zone and then it can go away really fast. <laughs> like the zone goes to shit. So uh, racing, it definitely is more of a, but both of them really, they, you, you, when you get in the zone, it's, it's literally like slow motion, you know, it's, everything's easy. Uh, the effort is, is, is easy. It's, it's more of a uh, rhythm and it's, it, it just becomes so natural. And when it's not like that, that's, I think that's where the true talent comes in, where you can kind of uh, still turn it up and, but you're not really in the moment, you know? And I think that's where, like, you know, you see these guys sweating at the end. They're like, had to work for that one. You know, it wasn't so easy. So I, I think that the, those moments kind of kind of shine a little bit more as being, like, more um, 
I can hear my dog outside. <laughs> they, they, they become more uh, memorable yeah. to you. But yeah, the ones where it comes easy, like that 2013 year, I think it was 2013, I won every X Games. They had four X Games. It's never been done. Like they've, they've only had one X Games a year. And they had four, which was like Barcelona, Brazil, LA, and uh, where was the other one? Munich. And I literally won every one of those contests. And it was, yeah, you have the trophy up there. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, it's, the one, it's the one with the big X. Yeah. Yep. Up there. Yeah. yeah. It's 2013 X Games best moment. And that was because I won every contest. Like, when I look back at those runs that I took, I was in a zone, like channel, channel vision. I was, you know, and I was jumping in a race car before and after that event, you know, doing, doing race car stuff, being, you know, learning turns and car handling and changing stuff. Like, yeah, it was insane. Like to be able to, to do all that. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like Bo Jackson, you know, football and baseball to be good at it. It, it takes a lot. Do you think that, um, okay, so you've been in skateboarding longer and then, and then by introducing racing, do you feel like racing? Uh, so with racing, you had to have a beginner's mindset in a lot of ways. I already, already did. Like, yeah, I already had that beginner's mindset because it wasn't like I didn't pay to jump into that seat. My, my talent got me into that seat. So I was already there when I was out driving out every weekend to go race my go-kart by myself in the back of my truck. Those are the moments that make you who you are, you know? Yeah. 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 And then like, and then that view, that, that view of learning, you know, like with your, your mind being in a learning way, do you feel like that influenced your ability to skateboard even better? Like looking at it with, from, with a fresh perspective, maybe. I think being a, having balance like in skateboarding and having the mindset of the, 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 the attitude of, of aggression but yet knowing your boundaries, it's like, I think with skateboarding, it comes natural to know, like back to the falling thing. Okay. I'm going to try this, but let me try it first. Let me fall. You know, let me, let me feel it out where in car racing, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, you don't fall because you don't want to crash, but you you're like, okay, let me find the grip. Okay. Well, I, I, I went around that turn. I early apexed it. I came out late. I almost smashed into the, you know, wall, blah, 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 back it up. Okay. Where, and it, you're able to dial it in. You're able, I think what skate, what skateboarding's taught me is, is how to find that fine line and get there faster, you know, than someone who might not be, you know, might not have come from the background that I came from. Totally. It's like, try it, try it, try it. You undershoot it, you overshoot it. You like, you just a hundred times over right. and then you find that sweet spot. Try, try to minimize the mistakes, but get to the pace as fast as possible. That's so cool. Skateboarding is such a, such a, a 
a wild endeavor. It's like there's there's so much to it, and then there's so much uh, pain associated with it if you mess it up. And and but yeah, you know, like you, I, I see people skateboarding all over the place, and they just love it. Everybody, everyone who skates loves it. It's like a way of life. Well, it's there's a lot to say about the balance that skateboarding gives you. You know, I I feel like the balance in skateboarding has given me the balance in my car. Like I'm, and of course I have, you have to know how to translate it. You know, it's not like, it's not the same, but there's similarities, you know, and it's, you know, what your body feels, you just got to translate it into what your car feels, you know, and know how, how suspension works, you know, gearing, all that stuff. Like it all trans it's, it's all balance. And, being able to kind of find that balance is is what it's all about and and man skateboarding is such a i feel such a creative tool that if everyone could could kind of learn this process and even when it comes down to society it's like skateboarding could teach people a lot of things about and it's not like you look at someone's skin color and skateboarding it's like you look at their style and you look at their you know the the tricks and then you learn about the person where in kind of the real world it's kind of like so judgmental it's like you don't see the talent you know yeah so i feel like skateboarding skateboarding has taught me how to be how to kind of look at the world in more of a diverse uh, kind of vision and, and kind of see things differently yeah, and it's taking you all over the world, and there's skateboarding all over the world. So I'm sure it's like that's another that's another problem. Yeah, a lot of these people who are so judgmental haven't left their hometown right. ever. Right. You know, so yeah, your way, your way is the best way that you know of. You know, your thought is the best thought that you know of. But yeah, not really. <laughs> there might be other thoughts. Yeah, you gotta get out more. There are other thoughts, not just yours. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, well, let's switch gears here. You want to go into the question section? Yeah. All right. All right. So, <clears throat> let's say you can go back and have a conversation with young Bucky, like mm -hmm. ten years old and you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Hmm. I would say, stop eating so many damn chicken fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, yeah, I lived on freaking chicken fingers. I know that chicken fingers and honey mustard sauce. That's, that's it. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is good. <laughs> good. Um, I would probably say get into real estate. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Work, right. work, <laughs> work, work smarter, not harder, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good advice. <laughs> um, yeah, chicken fingers are real good though. Yeah, chicken right. fingers are real estate. I don't know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to tell a 10 year old not to eat those? <laughs> Maybe just add some broccoli into there and you're good. 
Um, <laughs> all right, next question. Now you, you went into some of your skateboarding influences. Now, if you were to meant to name like one person who's really influenced your life, and this could have been one of those people or it could be somebody else, um, who would you say? I would say probably Ed Hicks. He is the guy that um, built the local ramp that I grew up at. Uh, he ran a small business. He also built the ramp by hand, had a skate shop out of a shipping container and just did it all for the love of it. Like, and he did it like, he was a joy to be around, you know, he just is a passion, you know, he did it for passion. And I'd say what he did for me, not even knowing what he did for, for me, being this little kid who was just showing up to skate his ramp that I never gave him any money. I bought skateboards from his shop, but just the, how welcoming he was and, and just being such a, a good peer and just yeah i would say ed hicks he owned the fisherman's in chesapeake ramp miller's island hell ramp that i went and skated like all the time like i lived at that place and that's that's where i got recognized you know from pal peralta stacy peralta came there th on tour with mcgill and tony hawk and everyone and that's he he made it happen for me Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool. Cause when, like doing something like that, he'll, he never realizes how much of an effect he's had on. on no. And, and realistically it's like, that's kind of what's right about it is he didn't do it knowing what he was doing for anyone. He did it because he loved it and he had a passion for it. So it just goes to show you that it's, it's not always about being famous and 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 having money it, it, it's it's more about like kind of like doing doing for others as you would want to do for them and he did that for me and he didn't even know it yeah yeah red, red guy around no he passed away did he all right well yeah cheers to him that's but awesome. he knew he was at my he was at my uh 30th birthday party nice uh, having a good time you know that was that was some years ago though <laughs> that's cool but yeah it was it was probably the last time we were all together and i was you know i was professional skateboarder and you know we reminisced so he, he knew you know what i mean he definitely knew but yeah. Such a, such a rad dude. That's cool. All right, next question is, uh, <clears throat> what, what would you say that your why in life is or has been? What is it? What would you say your why is in your <laughs> life? Yeah, like what drives you? What gets you up in the morning? What, what's your, your motivator? Oh, why? Um, Let's see. I've seen some bad things in my life and I, and I feel like I would never want those bad things to kind of, uh, affect my life anymore, you know, like, so my why would be 
to better myself and those around me. And that's right. why I do what I do and why I am who I am and why I carry myself the way that I am is because uh, I don't want to be like that. Hell yeah. That's it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it feels good to do good in the world and to be good and to spread yeah. that to people. And it's so interesting how much negativity there is in the whole world and always and has been. Yeah. When the opposite of that, when good, like being good to people, showing kindness, um, things like that just like have such a nice effect. And it's like, this is great. Like, we, why can't we do this? <laughs> it absolutely is so much better than the opposite. Like, um, you know, and I understand people fall on hard times, but I've been through it. Like I've been through hard times. A lot of people surrounding me have been through hard times and I could have very well fell in that same mold, but I chose not to. And that's, that's why. <laughs> that's why. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> break right. the mold. Break the mold. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to break the mold. You got to get out to break the mold. If you're in it, you're, you're in the mold, you know, you're in the surroundings. And yeah, it's, it's, it's important to, to get out and, and kind of experience or even to know and a lot of people just don't realize they're in it, you know, and there's, there's other ways and beliefs that can open your mind. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and a lot of times it takes somebody from the outside looking at your perspective and be like, Hey, you can't see this right now, but you need to try something new or like get out of your bubble or whatever. Right. Friends and family and yeah, people building skate parks. It's like that that girl you just can't get away. You can't get away from that girl. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you got to get away from her. Like she's bad. Like that's <laughs> or it's like the you know the alcohol or the drugs. It's like gotta get away from it. You know? Yeah, totally. Bad influence. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Last question. This is the big shebang is, uh, what is your definition of art? My definition of art is expression. Uh, how do you, how do you express yourself and at what level are you expressing yourself? Are you 10%, 20 percent, 50%, hundred percent? Um, so I would say expression and uh, execution. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I like that you bring the percentages in because, well, for one, it, it seems like skateboarding, the, the consequences are high for not being present and not mm -hmm. giving it your 100%. If you're skating and thinking about, you know, some stress that you've got, whatever, like, I'm sure you're gonna crash and you're gonna fuck yourself up. And um, so it's like, by nature, you have to give 100%. And I like that. And then even thinking about like art that art, like a painter would make, or, you know, some kind of artist, it's like, if you're not giving your your all, if you're not expressing it fully, then you're you're hiding 
parts of yourself and you're you're hiding parts of your expression and then you're you're not your fullest expression of whatever you're trying to to make and that's that's a cool concept yep yeah all in execution i like that and the execution is what comes down to like the practice and the repetition and being like an expert at your craft right yeah otherwise you're just kind of good at a lot of things and you're definitely not going to shine that way you're gonna probably you're probably gonna do the opposite and you're probably gonna you you're you're just not committed and it, if if that's the case then you're gonna always struggle to to uh to shine not only to shine but you're gonna really struggle to to kind of prosper in in the way that you 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 deserve you know what i mean like so it's all about finding kind of like what you want to pursue you know and and you got to make some decisions. I think it comes down to making the make make some some strong decisions and and stand by them. It's Believe. so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool because I think that there's a lot of people, probably from from like maybe an older generation or from like a like fields of, you know, you take a stockbroker, and then they if they look at like an older you know, 50 something stockbroker looking at a skateboarder skating on the street. They probably think that the skateboarder is like, just like messing around, like fucking around with their life. But really like all these things that we're talking about, like commitment, execution, giving your all, like all these, like these are major elements that translate into your life directly. And by like making art, being an artist, being a skateboarder, being a racer, like all these these like fundamentals that you're doing here go out into the rest of your life. It's really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a small picture, but it's very big. You know, a lot of people don't see it. Yeah. They don't see the detail. Yeah, until they're on a skateboard flying out of a vert ramp and then they'll get it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I do get the, I do get the, I used to skate, but then I broke my ankle and I couldn't go to UPS and my, you know, my insurance dropped me and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it happens. Bones, bones get better. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> UPS, yeah, I guess you could, you could step it up, you know. Sure. <laughs> Oh, well, th this has been awesome, Bucky. I really appreciate you being on the podcast with me. Um, yeah, this is the part where I uh, thank my guests for being on here. You, I've met you a couple times now, spent, spent some time chilling with you, and every time it's just like I'm just learning more and more about it and about your story, and, and I love it. And you've got, mm -hmm. like, you got this kind of underdog story in the world of skateboarding, and I, I was yeah. excited to have you share that on the podcast for people because i feel like it's really inspiring so um yeah thanks again man yep well thank you for having me definitely um do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you um where they can find you yeah out? i'm on instagram at bucky lassic i'm also on facebook bucky lassic and i do a um i do a youtube channel uh, it's called Buck Yeah. It's a lot of skateboarding, 
it's a lot of car stuff. Uh, I focus on pretty much those two elements, but I do uh, touch on like some of what some some things that my friends have and go through. So it's basically uh, just my fun little my fun little channel with with some good content especially if you're in the subarus and driving and skateboarding so i would say uh check out buck yeah youtube channel uh update it probably twice a week and i do it all myself so make sure you uh like and subscribe that thing for me because i put a lot of work into it i got to get to editing probably tonight to get a video out tomorrow and it takes me probably three or three or so hours to get that done oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, yeah, everybody jump on there, check it out. Uh, Bucky, is there any, do you have one more piece of wisdom for the people that we, you can leave us with? Uh, be kind, you know, kindness goes a long way, goes a lot further than the dollar, you know? So we're in tough times right now. So, uh, smile and be kind to people, you know, it, it, it's, it means a lot and you could change someone's day and be a big impression on, on their, on their life. Hell yeah. Love it. Bucky Lassick. Cheers. All right, my friends, that was Bucky Lassick. How awesome was that? <laughs> I'm excited. That was that was a lot of fun. Bucky's an awesome human being. He's he's lived a a rad life, a very very rad life in a lot of ways and he has not stopped. He has not slowed down. He is still pushing the limits. He's still uh really like chasing his excitement and his butterflies. Although he doesn't really seem to get butterflies cuz that guy's made of steel. But I feel like we got a lot of good wisdom in that one. We got a lot of really cool life lessons that, you know, maybe could be extracted from skateboarding and taken into whatever world it is that you live in and what you do. And again, that's, that's really the intention with all these podcasts is that everybody is creative, is uh, exciting, is, is like making the world happen in their own little way all the time and and really a lot of these these values these ideas these concepts can go across all different genres and styles and and practices and we can learn just as much from a skateboarder as we could from i don't know a particle physicist or something on on all sorts of shit it's, i don't know it's, maybe i'm getting a little out there with this whole idea but you know what i'm saying extract the gold and then take it in your own direction um yeah jump over to youtube right now and look up buck yeah and subscribe check out bucky's um videos he's, he's doing work right now editing a new one for tomorrow which actually will have come out already but you can go back and check it out and uh yeah follow him on instagram follow him on facebook He's doing cool things in the world. And with this podcast, you know, if you want to share it out to people that you know and love who are creative, who do exciting things in the world, who are smart, who are nice, 
who aren't smart or nice, <laughs> don't tell them that you think that about them, but share this podcast with them because they're going to love it. And I think that's about all that I've got for now. I really appreciate you guys listening and it means a ton to me. I love seeing the feedback that you guys are sending and it's inspiring for me to keep going. Even though, even though this is something that I love so much, these conversations are so awesome that I would do this if nobody listened. I really would. It's like, I mean, they're just recordings of really amazing people sharing their wisdom on life. And that's so cool. I, I love being, being the point person and uh, bringing that out on, on people. So again, thank you. And uh, yeah, get out there and do awesome things. Cheers. <laughs>